Hello, this is Mark Viquez, the regional correspondent for the website Stadium Journey, the industry's leader in sports travel and reviews. This is the Ballpark Hunter podcast. And with me today is a very special guest, Sam Cockwell of the Falkland Islands Hockey Association. That's right, I said Falkland Islands. Some of you haven't heard of that name, maybe a little over 40 years ago. They were kind of, it was a big deal, but uh sam we're going to talk about uh hockey not baseball today so thank you for being on the show hey it's a delight i'm really it was great to hear from you and uh i'm always happy to talk about hockey and uh yeah it's always exciting to bring it to a, to a potentially new audience yeah no definitely and uh you know i think i came across i was just you know i have a mind i i like to go on google maps and i like to look at different countries around the world and you know, when I was a kid, I used to go to Argentina. I went to Argentina about three times, and I always was fascinated about this piece of uh, England territory, right, right offside, about three hundred miles away from uh, the southern tip of Argentina. And I was just doing some research, and I saw this hockey jersey with uh, the Rock Hopper logo, a penguin. I'm like, that looks like the old Jersey Rock Hopper logo from the Federal Hockey League. Did some research, posted on Twitter, and this leads to you now having a conversation. So it is the logo. <laughs> that is the logo. And you're going to tell us, how did you get that logo for your hockey? That's center? right. There it is. For those so, of you. Yeah. Watching, I mean, we started. If, yeah. There <laughs> we go. Uh, representing the latest shirt. Um, so we, uh, we went through a, a, we've been around since about 2006, originally playing uh, floor hockey, deck hockey. Um, and we went through a, a process when we started to take on inline. Um, in about 2015, we went through a press of kind of going, okay, well, we want to go and compete and we kind of need a club logo and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so one of the guys who was a, a hockey fan from tiny, tiny kid, he found this, he said, oh, I found the perfect logo, but it belongs to this team. And um, and he reached out to them, to uh, the, the Jersey Rockhoppers who had been, you know, they, I think they played 2003, 2004 or, or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, last year, last year, practically. And, <laughs> yeah. and um, so we were, uh, we talked to him and he was, and Ron, who owned the, the club and had set up the, the logo um, back in the day, had said he was just thrilled with the idea that the, that the logo would get to live on um, with a, with like a national team idea. He was like, yeah, he was absolutely thrilled. And he's, um, he's been really, really cool about it and uh, really, really good guy. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, Kind of feels like oh maybe we should have done our own thing, but the pe- it was too good to to pass up, right? I mean it's a perfect, it's pretty much well, the perfect hockey logo. Well, I mean the logo so. lives on, and actually they folded in two thousand and nine, so not that long ago. But yeah, it, oh, 2009. Oh, okay, yeah, just two thousand and I think it was oh three. But then again, you know, there's things I'm thinking about, like wow, that was twenty years ago. So I I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, but here's the thing, and and I think I told you <laughs> I, I told you before we got on the show. Uh, they were based out of West Orange, New Jersey, which is outside New York City. So it's in that metropolitan market. And the zoo, uh, the local zoo there had a rock hopper exhibit of penguins. So that's why they had the name. I don't know if it was picked by fans. Uh, and they played at the practice, old practice facility of the New Jersey Devils NHL team. And they just were oh, never cool. a big hit. Yeah, they were never a big hit. And, and you know, unfortunately, in the New York, yeah. New Jersey metropolitan market, when you introduce one of these smaller leagues, they wind up folding rather quickly. So it's nice to know that this logo yeah. lives on. 
It hasn't died. People are wearing it around uh, Stanley and other parts of the islands. Uh, so I think it's a great story. It's a, yeah. you know, it lives on like the Montreal, like the Detroit Red Wings logo, I think was based off uh, the Montreal wing wheelers that I think that was a football team. If I recall, right. So oh, that logo. Lives I mean, the wing wheelers make sense, right? Yeah. The red wings logo is a bit like, what, what's the wheel all that? The wing wheelers. That's what the team was called. And if you go to the Falkland oh. Islands, you have rock hoppers, correct? Are they abundant? Is that we, we do thousands of them. Yeah. Thousands. Are they, lots and lots of them. are they isolated in a certain part or are they, do you see them walking around town? Um, you don't see them around town actually. There's some there's some colonies quite near town, um, but they a lot a lot of rock hoppers are on like um, quite small isolated islands, so yeah. they're they're not always easy to get to. But we have lots of penguins near town, um, a, diff- a different type. But uh, yeah. but yeah, um, it's uh, yeah we we have a lot of penguins. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. sea lions also. We could have definitely done something with sea lions, but you know, penguins just the four penguins. It's it's a thing. It's a it's a trope, you know. So oh, oh no, no, people love penguins. I have um you know, my little nephew when he he got a stuffed penguin, he loves them. I have a friend, her son just is fascinated with every type of species of penguin. And uh he can identify yeah. each penguin by looking at them. And uh, you know, it's uh you know awesome. when penguins come to the zoo up here in Indianapolis. I mean, everybody's lined up to see them. We just love the fascination. <laughs> but but these guys, the weird thing is when I go to a zoo in like the states or in the uk or wherever and they've got a penguin exhibit i always go and look and i just think what what am i doing like yeah. i can see these anywhere um, yeah. but it's because you can see them underwater which is cool like you don't yeah. get to see that very often no no, that's a cool that's a cool right. um you're cool absolutely industry. right so uh so so pe- you have some colonies of penguins near town do they interact with humans or they kind of keep to themselves uh, they honestly most of our wildlife doesn't care about humans it's um it's kind of a we're in a weird situation where a lot of the wildlife here is like ecologically naive is a term. And basically they didn't evolve with humans. They didn't develop like humans have only been in the Falklands since like the 1500s. Mm-hmm. So like they haven't really evolved it. So a lot of them just don't care. You can just sort of walk past them and they kind of look at you and go, Oh yeah. Okay. And that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really see you as a threat. As long as you're not threatening like towards them, they just don't care. And they'll just, oh, wow. like, yeah. if you go near a colony, like there's a limit to how close you can you can go, but quite often if you stand near a colony and you're by yourself or just a couple of you, they'll come up to you and check yeah. you out and like peck at your shoes and and just yeah yeah it's cool it's very cool yeah that that that's fascinating you just because you know also when I was a kid I would always hear about you know how parts of southern Argentina and Chile would have uh, penguins and they would come up on the beach and you get to kind of see them and it's like oh I want to do that oh I yeah see, sure I want to see penguins so. It's, uh, you know, it, I don't know. We, we could talk about penguins all day long. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know, let's... Yeah, let's not Pittsburgh get... penguins though, huh? Yeah, all Pittsburgh <laughs> penguins. Yeah, no, no, I tell you, it's... Uh, I'm a New Jersey Devils guy. That's the team I root for. Sure. Don't hate the of penguins. Course, of course, but, but I hear penguin fans uh, from Pittsburgh that travel to different arenas are just like some of the rudest people. Like they just come I in. I hear and, that. I guess you, know, you hear that Montreal. I, I hear a lot. It's funny when you talk hockey to in, in certain cities. Uh, oh yeah, these people. You know Pittsburgh, Montreal. They travel, and when they come into town, they just are just you know not they're pricks. You know they just give you a hard time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. out of there. Totally. You know Nashville, Tennessee. Everybody goes to Nashville to see hockey because it's cheap. 
yeah. easy to get to. Nashville's becoming this like destination Vegas type of uh, city. And you'll at oh, a yeah, t- cool. Yeah, you would go to an arena and you see half of the Nashville fans and half of Chicago, St. Louis, Detroit fans. It was that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but since we're talking about hockey, what I didn't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's not an ice rink on the Falklands. That's right. It's everything's on the yeah, floor. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right, yeah. That that's fascinating. You guys play tournaments in other in, in the America in you know North you know in South America and North America, yet you don't have an ice rink. Uh how is that yeah. possible? How do you get how are you able to compete in these tournaments? So it's uh partly it's just stubbornness uh, and yeah. not accepting that we can't, I think. Uh <laughs> you know, just want to go and and uh, have a good time. Um but we we play in line in a at the moment we're playing in a gymnasium a school gymnasium but we're just uh, we're part of the national sports council um and we're here and we're just building a new facility which is going to be a multi-use um games arena and we're building within that uh, a, a rink uh, and it'll be an inline rink part of the year and a synthetic ice rink the other part of the year oh, so we will soon have ice to within a given quantity yeah. of quality of ice um, but it's kind of a compromise because it's a multi-use games thing. But but yeah, so we'll soon have a rink, not quite full size, but a lot bigger than we have now. So that will um, change our game quite a lot. But the way we've based our, we play inline predominantly. And the way we've based it is around, we don't play like classic inline rules. We play more like ice hockey on skates. So our rules are more similar to, to be similar if you're watching. I mean, we play three on three in a small, smaller space. Mm-hmm. but you wouldn't find our rules unfamiliar. Um, we have to play penalties kind of differently because we don't have penalty boxes and stuff. So we have to kind of work it out. But um, yeah, soon we'll be going to a much more traditional like um, rule environment, which will, I think, help our um, mm-hmm. our game. But uh, yeah, I mean, we compete by, we go away and we go away early. We spend maybe a week, 10 days converting to ice, um, doing new drills and, Kind of working on stopping mostly is the key one. <laughs> That's yeah, quite tricky. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, because we we skate a lot and we train hard on inlines, like we're usually pretty pretty skate fit. So it seems to work out okay on the whole. The thing we're not used to, and of course, this year when we went away, um, we found ourselves not using the space very well. So we found if you watch us play in Miami, um, a lot of our a lot of teams that went away, especially the younger guys and, and our senior team too, we played very much in the centre, um, like up and down the ice, kind of in a very narrow lane. We didn't use our wings properly, um, which was where we kind of got opened up. It looked, it's like we were playing a man down all the time, like we were playing uh, we were playing a penalty kill the whole time, trying to protect the centre, um, and we didn't need to do that. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's swings and roundabouts, but yeah, we make it work. We make it work. Yeah. And then you said you played up in Miami in the uh, the the Lecom Cup. Is that what it's called? The Latham Cup, yeah, yeah, the Latham Cup. What what is that? I'm not familiar. What uh, that's an invitation to youth hockey that just plays in the tournament. Yeah, so it's um it's run by a guy called Juan Carlos. Um, his company Amerigol run the tournament, and it it was all brought out of um basically a tournament for non-traditional hockey nations in Latin America. So um, it's everyone from like Mexico southwards, basically. Um, 
so we we went first went in 2019 um for when they hosted in um the ice den i started hosting in the ice den in uh, in miami the panthers training facility and um yeah it's i mean it was a great tournament like you get teams traveling from all over the americas um joining in and like there's it was everything the first time we went there was a, a youth division which was under 20s and then senior division um two senior divisions and then this last year we went there was we had an under 12s team an under 16s team an under 20s we took a senior team so um yeah it was it was awesome um but uh yeah we happened to get invited to that because oh some mutual friend or contact through our our head coach um is a former professional player from the UK um okay. he sort of grew up a bit here moved to the UK played professionally there um played under 21 for to team GB so he's um yeah he's got a lot of contacts and just ended up being invited and went along and had a great time yeah no it sounds like it it uh you know um how what other and what other you know i also heard that there's other tournaments like i like my dad's from costa rica i heard there's you guys played in costa rica yeah. and really where, whereabouts in costa yeah. rica is there a hockey rink i need to know this i know it's been it's, a while since i've been back but i never do <laughs> i never do ticos were playing uh, hockey this is shocking <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's it's weird when you find out people playing hockey in these in these places. But yeah. um, I I didn't make the Costa Rica tour, sadly. I just had um, we just had uh, uh my son, um, and he was he was very small, so I couldn't go. Um, but yeah, that was in a it was in a country club or something. There was a little ice rink, playing like three on three again. Um, just yeah, it was apparently it was an awesome time. Um, again, we had people come from from all over um some friends of ours and people who'd lived here came and joined in and nice. yeah like as a as a club it was cool really good to play and we played like a it was um i, can't, I think the teams were mixed too which was quite nice so kind of mixed, cool. older older teenagers and ladies and men together so yeah. it was, you know non-checking and stuff yeah um, but yeah i mean that's kind of what we play that's yeah, what we play I, here we play a yeah, mixed was, league yeah i was reading your roles yeah i saw mix which is we use the term co-ed so i'm like okay that's what they mean and yeah, yeah, I play, I play adult sports, and and we play co-ed. Uh, I play a game called kickball. I don't think you guys play that down in the islands, do you? I don't think so. It's, it's like baseball, but you kick a red rubber ball instead of of hitting a ball. A lot of fun. Okay. A lot of fun. I think you. Know, I can get on board. When you guys are on play, I I would love for you to introduce kickball to the island. I think a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> would get into that if, if they want to do something else besides hockey you know it's uh you know if you're outside <laughs> but i wind up uh breaking my pinky finger playing kickball i went and caught a line drive oh. and it bent my finger and oh yeah sure and just yeah. like hit it on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just, but i can bend it back now but i still have a little bit of pain so it can, can be a little dangerous <laughs> oh, was that recently yeah it was in july it was mid-july oh no <laughs> And Damn. as soon as I caught it, I'm like, oh, I, I knew I did something. I thought maybe it just needed to be put in a, a splint. Nope, needed an operation. Yeah, yeah. I needed pins in it. Oh, no. I had metal pins. Oh, so really broken. Yeah, it was really broken. It was this little tiny joint that just got disintegrated. And it, it's a red rubber oh. ball. Not... And we we're playing a team of folks that really weren't into kickball, but that one person just hit the ball a certain way and... 
not yeah not, i just not just clipped it just, yes, clipped it just right. i had a I had a cast I, a full cast a small cast for about two months uh, like a finger cast. yeah it was a finger <laughs> cast. I, I yeah it was it wasn't it wasn't fun but i you know just about a week ago i was able to bend it back like that so it was like at one time i was only able to do that so yeah yeah pretty soon oh, it's healing that's good it's healing, and uh, so my, <laughs> wife, like, yeah, my wife says maybe you should retire. I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm going to be playing until no. I'm at least in my fifties. So it's that's a that's a career ender, a career yeah. ender. Yeah, I so said once I hit fifty <laughs> in a few years, I'll, I'll quit. But uh, you know, yeah. but more about you. How did how did you get involved? I know you didn't start. Were you part of it from the beginning, or were you playing this elsewhere and you you picked it up here? Tell me a little bit about your background. Have you so, been on the island your whole life? So no, I'm I'm a uh, I'm new to hockey completely. Like I was um I was kind of an outdoor kind of guy. Like I was into surfing when I was younger quite a bit, and and like rock climbing and mountaineering and stuff. That kind of kind yeah. of vibe. And um, I moved back. I've been in uh, the UK for university and and stuff, and and got into that sort of thing. And then I eventually moved back here for a job. And uh, my boss at the time was a Canadian guy um, called Craig and he said oh hey, this is in like 2010 so the club had been going like four years I kind of heard of it and stuff but hadn't really seen much of it and that was playing deck hockey so that's just like street hockey effectively so you just in trainers and stuff and shin pads and, and gloves if you you know yeah. if you want them um, and uh, and he said hey you should come along and I was like well, I don't know I mean well, it's only my thing and whatever um, he said hey come along and uh, I went along, and that was that was it. Like went along to one game, and I was like, "Oh, I love oh, this!" Yeah. <laughs> and straight away, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah." And um, so I played deck hockey for um, how long would that be? Like four years, I guess, um, three years. And then um, I went back to university uh, in the in the UK. We did a master's degree, and then uh, came back in um, would have been twenty. 2013, 2014, um, played another season of deck, and then we started playing inline. I have literally never roll skated a day in my life up to this mm. point. I had once at a roller disco and literally lasted about 12 seconds. And then I was like, no, no, roller skating is not for me. No. I can't do it. I'm too tall, heavy, too big, too whatever. You know, loads of excuses. Um, and uh, Grant, our head coach, who was the guy who was an expert, said to me, he said, look, if you can walk, you can skate. I can teach anybody to skate. If you can walk, you can do it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So I got a pair of skates anyway and tried it. And literally I was being dragged around like with a stick like this, like, like not even like, like basically like a giant, so he, he had to behave like a giant penguin for me for going around like on rollerblades. And yeah. it was like that for like the training? a couple of weeks. <laughs> training. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot of time on my knees. Um, but literally from that first moment of like, it was a bit like starting to play hockey. At first moment playing hockey, I was like, okay, I really like this. And then that moment when I got onto rollerblades, I was like, oh wow, I absolutely love this. And I just, I, I just fell in love with with rollerblading. And then as a result of that, um, so, <laughs> oh hey, hey He's there, to jump off the bed. I saw, I'm like, why can't you just chill? But <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, what's her name? She, her, she's a, a York Yorkshire Yorkshire Terrier. Oh, cute. Yeah. Awesome. But it's like we have a high bed and I didn't have the staircase on there. And she, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. You don't want to She hears cars driving by and she thinks it's my wife. So she has to go 
investigate. Uh, so I'm like, don't jump. We don't need you. <laughs> we don't need you breaking a leg. Okay. No, no, yeah, that's that's a that's a bad day. I love how everything swiveled with you then. That's a cool setup. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I was just imagining this like very cool yeah. bearing system where you've got like everything coming around with you. It's very cool. I did that on another podcast. I uh I wasn't supposed to be on the podcast, but somebody said, Hey, you want to come on? And I'm like, sure. And as I'm talking to them, I noticed that uh, I didn't have my plug and my battery was dying. So I had to like lift up the table and, and run down the stairs with it all while I'm talking. So getting kind of used to it. It's kind of my little trademark. You know, you just see things flipping around in the back yeah. and things of that nature. So you learn you, how long did it take you to, to yeah. become proficient on a, a pair of skates? I mean, hey, when would, when are you ever fully good at anything? Okay. Um, but you're, you feel uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a good skater now. Like, I'm yeah. a good skater now. But it took me, I mean, I mean, I guess a couple of years to become really competent. Like, it was, it was hard. And, like, that was a lot of off-ice training as well. So I was training. I was, like, we just moved into a new house that had um, a nice uh, cul-de-sac road. So, like, an enclosed road. So, no food traffic. So I was able yeah, to practice I love there all the time. It's beautiful. That's oh, amazing, right? And so I put in, I mean, I put in oh, weeks and weeks and weeks of training to, to become barely proficient. Um, and so, uh, but no, fell in love with it. And now I skate regularly. Like um, my friend of mine and I, uh, we're training for a skatathon here. Um, so we're arranging a, like a charity fundraising Great. thing for the club. We're going to skate from the airport to the town, which is like 50 kilometers. Um, but uh, we, there's basically that's all going to be like up these big hills and stuff. So that's all pretty exciting. Um, can, yeah. And we're, yeah, working towards that. But no, again, so yeah, like now I'm a good skater, but that's yeah. like seven years ago or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I can tell you when I was in high school, the same thing with me. I would play deck hockey at, we had, we had a club. So a bunch of friends would get together, we would make jerseys make up teams and we would play in the gymnasium of our high school and we did it after school you know we may have a game or two per week and we would play for in a tournament uh we called it floor hockey but yeah it's the same thing uh you know deck yeah. hockey and then some of us would play roller hockey we would get on inline skates and i started doing that and i would practice at the park and somebody came up to me and he's like hey you know do you have like a broomstick or a hockey stick you should kind of skate with that to to get the feeling you know cuz you're kind of skating yeah to get the rhythm yeah get a rhythm you're skating very stiff like frankenstein you know get into a rhythm so i started doing that and you know i was getting the hang of it but then you know i graduated high school all the people that i was playing floor hockey with we just kind of disbanded and I just kind of stopped. It was just something you didn't do anymore. And I, I kind of hate that. I'd love to yeah. be on a pair of blades and, and, you know, skating around town. That'd be great exercise, you know, playing a little hockey. I don't know. It's if, awesome exercise. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great. And and that's one thing I really was looking into is like, I hate, I hate, like I just, just uh, cancel my membership to a local gym because I just don't make the effort to go there. You know, I, just don't want to yeah. run in place for 20 minutes or an hour i'd rather be rolling around you know uh my neighborhood on a pair of uh skates yeah exactly and like i always my wife is really um she's she's a physiotherapist so she's keen, very keen on fitness and stuff and, nice. which is great and very sporty 
Um, she goes running a couple of times a week. I can't. I used to run, and I just can't bother now. It's That's too horrible. It hurts like it my knees. And... Yeah, I like. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, I just running makes me hurt too much now. I'm yeah. getting. I'm not getting too old. I just don't like it. I'm too yeah. big for running. I think. Um, yeah. No, no. But, um, people... She goes to the gym like three times a week. She goes to the gym, and I'm just like, and she loves. I just it. haven't yeah. got. It, yeah, does yeah. She go there early in the morning, or does she do it after work? Uh, she quite often goes over lunchtime. Oh. So there's kind of a few of them that go over lunch. Because um, we have such a small town, you can do stuff like that. Um, yeah. Like, we come home for lunch. Like, yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, like the two-minute walk. Yeah, that's great. To, I'm a school teacher. I have about two hours off in the day because of our new schedule. So oh, cool. I, I could come home, too, for lunch. And one day, sometime, yeah. a couple times I did that. I was like, this is kind of a nice feeling. You can come home for lunch and, you know, so. But apparently that's done. That's, no, it's, it's, common. It's that, that's a little more common in Stanley, correct? Yeah. I mean, the longest commute you could possibly have is about three miles. Oh, um, wow. And, wow. And that's that's going to be hard going. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a, I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, no. Okay. Well, I know one guy who does that. Um, but he always goes home for lunch too. Like he just yeah. drives home. <laughs> no, it's a, it's but now it's um, school. When you go home for lunch and you come back, those are the days mom would have. I know. Time. Yeah, it feels feels very like um like it's, it's a good it's a good life, you know. It's a good life. Yeah, no, it it sounds like. And I was doing <laughs> some research. It's it's pretty much no crime at all. In oh uh, yeah, nothing. Not really. Like you leave I your mean, doors unlocked. If you ask, yeah, sure. You, ask me. Ask me where my car keys are. <laughs> where are your car keys in the car? In my car. Yeah. In the oh. ignition. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not same me. As, same as everyone else, I would point out. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Well. There's, there's a guy I knew. Um, they were doing some work down the road from me, and uh, he's a, um, a cement, um, like a roadwork guy. And he parked just over my over the end of my drive, and so I couldn't get out of the car. And I was like, oh, should I go and say something to him and get him to move his car? And I was like, no, no, I'll just move it. So I just hopped in his car and like reversed it a few feet. And then yeah, then I got in my car and drove it. I was like, oh Melvin, I had to move your car like a couple of feet. And he's like, Oh, okay, is it still there? And I was like, Yeah, 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 it's all still fine. He's like, Oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> it was like, all right, see you later. You, you know, you, yeah, that that's a great story because it's funny. There's people, um small town Indiana, there are people that leave their keys in their car because it's safe, you know, you're an hour from you know yeah. the main interstate there's nothing going on uh some people do that but you know i'm hearing stories now where you know some local kids come in steal stuff out of your car like your iphone you know yeah. or your uh you know you leave your purse or money in the car which is not smart but you know i can imagine if, if somebody goes to stanley to steal things you know th they'll probably be caught you're gonna know who it is well where are they gonna go where are they gonna go like where are they going to go? You, you occasionally get it. Um, like you get little bits of stuff like that, uh, but normally it's someone who's got um some other kind of stuff going on, and yeah. they've been like taking weird stuff, like pairs of boots and out of your porch and stuff. Like we, we nothing that's got any real value. Yeah, they're just doing it for for whatever the oh. whatever oh. thing is. And there's a couple of people like that, but like ah, I mean, there was a guy years ago. He's dead now, but um. He passed away. He he was notorious for it, um, and he would he would yeah go and uh, go and steal like one shoe. Yeah, he was just um, it sounds like he was just messing with uh, us. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just I think he loved the thrill of like taking uh, like the kind of prank of it maybe, but he was 
like yeah they found him and he had all these things like one bits of things and then one bit of stuff he wasn't doing it for any reason like it wasn't like he got a kick out of it he just couldn't help himself okay um yeah, he was a nice guy you know he was a good, he was a good guy just like had this had this switch in his head that was not quite was not wiring not quite right or okay yeah and like i remember we, it wasn't i try to think i was at someone's house and he came in thinking no one was there and we went oh hi. and he went oh uh hi and then shut the door and left <laughs> we're like all right, saved your <laughs> And I bet people got used to that. Oh, that's just so and so coming in the house. He means no harm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, never do get a bit of that. But yeah, like yeah. But realistically, we live in an amazingly safe place. Like it's yeah. it's like my son. We've got quite a big yard, and he just plays outside. And like he's quite young still, but like in not very long at all, he'll be walking to school, and it'll just be like he'll just like disappear for a couple of hours and if you like like when i was a kid we used to just disappear off to the park and mm-hmm. like i'd be gone for a few hours and then turn up at home eventually when i got hungry and that was again that was just like yeah normal no, that, that's that's you know that's uh that's kind of how it was in many many parts of the united states maybe even england uh not too long ago you go out like even when i was a kid you go out and play in the 1980s you go out and play at the park you know football or or baseball with your friends for about a couple hours you came home you know, now the kids, I'm a high school teacher. So when I talk to kids, they, they don't go out, they stay inside. The parents have phones are always worried about them. So, you know, you definitely live in yeah. a very unique, uh, a, a unique part of the world where you can do these things. It's, it's not like that. It is other spots. You know? Oh, it totally is. And, you know, we really appreciate it. And it's, it's one of the, the, it's probably one of the biggest draws for here is that community kind of, kind of vibe and, and everything. But Hey, you know, we are, we might only be 300 miles um, from the mainland of South America, but in terms of like getting here and, and getting stuff done and even like trying to get things to here, um, sometimes it feels like we're on the dark side of the moon. Um, yeah. Like I think it's genuinely easier to put a rocket in space than it is to get stuff to the Falklands sometimes. Oh, wow. So um, what, like, what are some things that are hard to get there? Oh, like like Amazon parcels? Forget it. Like, oh. you, unless you like ship them with like DHL or someone, like you pay like, 30 30 pounds or like 40 bucks for the shipping of a book like forget it or there's no amazon is there no amazon on falklands they have to go through dhl yeah yeah so it would come from either the uk or europe or the states yeah. yeah so we've got no like repository here so um so there's that like anything like that like mail order stuff weirdly some places come straight through like there's a, a sports store that i use that sells like trainers and sports kit and stuff and a hockey store that i use as well all their stuff absolutely fine normal shipping just appears in the mail other stuff can be missing for literally months and then all of a sudden it'll appear uh, it's it's honestly shipping like stuff like that is just bizarre yeah, so um you're you get right. very used to ordering stuff like three months in advance in case it doesn't turn up no I so um so that we plan, start planning for christmas in like august it's just like ridiculous yeah, and and there's no there's no fast food or chain restaurants or anything, correct? It's all local mom and pop. Yeah, for the most part, that's like, right. No McDonald's. I'm trying to think that. I was like, is there anything? No, no, nothing like that. No, there's a um, at the at the airport, there is a Costa Coffee, which is a, a UK um chain, um, like a franchise, um, but it's run really badly. It's terrible. That's true. It's, um, it sucks. It's it's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Costa's like it's Costa Coffee's all right. Like it's a 
<laughs> I was going to Starbucks. It's kind of a middle of the road, yeah. popular high street coffee shop. Um, but yeah, the one at the one at the the um, airfield is is terrible. Like it's just yeah. I'm pretty sure I've been served instant coffee there before. In fact, oh, I'm certain. No way. And you can tell. I mean, <laughs> like, you can tell it's the coffee. I mean, I I mean, I drink one. I mean, I, I never drank coffee until I started teaching. And I was told it's like, yeah, you're oh, gonna yeah. be drinking coffee. I'm like, now nah, whatever. Now I I carry like a a reusable mug because you know I drink so much coffee. Yeah. That I, I go through all these like paper. You know, I make coffee in the morning for me and the wife. I, I buy nice coffee, not cheap stuff. I mean, I go to the supermarket, you get all sorts sure. of coffee, and uh, you know, instant coffee. I was in Los Angeles and we were staying at a B and B. I got I have an airfield near me, so if you hear some planes, uh, that's common. Uh, yeah, we stayed at a B&B and they only had instant coffee. And I was like, okay, we'll give it a shot. It was horrible. I couldn't believe how bad it was. But apparently some people make good instant coffee. I just haven't had it yet. Yeah, I mean, here we go through like, um, we go through droughts of stuff here, food-wise. Like, so, um, I'm trying to think what it was. A few years ago, we ran out of, like, um, bread flour. So you couldn't buy fresh bread. You couldn't make your own bread unless you made, like, wholemeal and stuff, which yeah. you could. But like we ran out of flour one time. We ran out of milk. Um, right at the start of COVID, we ran out of milk twice. My goodness. Um, so there was like a milk rationing on in the supermarket. You couldn't buy more than like one liter of milk at a time. How long did um, that last for? Oh, only like a month. Oh, okay, nice. Um, because it was basically it was just that it was just that there'd been a because of the whole upset of shipping and stuff. It, there was basically just like a hiccup in all the so wherever it was that the monthly ship that month, like a load of the containers missed it. So it didn't end up like nothing, okay. nothing arrived. Um, so we get short of stuff. So you do find that, and like sometimes you can't buy weird stuff, like you can't buy soy sauce one month because it just run out. Just run uh, out. Everywhere's run out, and it's like, oh, okay. And yeah. it's, all you can do is be like, well, oh, okay. Yeah, I, that, that's yeah. That that's that was always fascinating because like, like in uh, the airport, uh, if you're flying in from Argentina, it's once a week, correct? Or England's once a week? I mean, how many flights come in? So yeah. In- England, there's a flight from England twice a week. So um, that's flying from uh, an RAF airbase in Oxfordshire. Uh, and then there's a flight from uh, Punta Arenas in Chile yeah, uh, once a week. We did have a flight just before COVID happened. We'd started a new flight direct to Sao Paulo, um, which was really good. Um, but then as a result of COVID, obviously, that's all that's all uh, died to death. Um, but we're hoping that's going to come back fairly soon because that's a perfect hub flight for us because you get Sao Paulo, you can basically get anywhere. Miami, yeah. Whereas, um, well, anywhere in the world, pretty much, yeah, but Miami, exactly. But then like, if we fly to Punta Arenas, it's probably one of the few places that is as isolated as here. Yeah. Slightly less, but almost as isolated as here. So it's like it doesn't actually improve anything much. You're still like, you're actually flying further away from most places before you go to Punta no, no. I when I was a kid, we we traveled. We like I said, I've been to Argentina three times, and I think one one time we just spent time in Buenos Aires in the north, another time down south, and yeah. Putarenas was one of the places we went to. And um, oh, Chile, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it cool. Was, it's a cool uh, time. Yeah, and then we you know we hit Chile, and you know, and then we hit Montevideo. I mean, I, I've been all over South America. Yeah, yeah. For most of the countries, with it, with the exception of a few, haven't been to Ecuador or uh, uh, Peru, which you know everybody I know loves going to Peru now. So, you know, I got I got it's my the, share, it's the place to be. share of it as a kid. We might actually be playing a uh, hockey tournament in Ecuador at some stage. The yeah. uh, there's a there's a small hockey team there. 
they've got an ice rink and they're really keen for us to go and, and play there one day. So awesome. yeah, we're hoping to um to head up there maybe um maybe next year I think we're gonna try and organize that. Okay. So how many tournaments do you get out to normally? I, I know COVID, we're coming off COVID, so perhaps you don't have a good number, but yeah. like once a year, twice a year? Pretty much once a year. So, I mean, the, the flight out of here is expensive. So yeah. last this year we did basically did two back-to-back. So we went to Punta Arenas, which is um, – there's a small ice rink there, and that's kind of like our regional – we do a reg- – there's a regional tournament there like every year. That's kind of our local, like, international – sort of semi-international tournament um and then we then go from there to another tournament it's been the latin cup the last couple of years um but there's we're looking at there's other options for us to go to other places as well um so we're we're always looking at other ways to kind of uh, grow the sport a bit and and um get more people playing and and kind of spreading the spreading the, the hockey love uh, <laughs> around the place. Yeah, I, I like, never um, people are, yeah. never you know I mean, how many people play hockey? How many uh kids do you have sign up from is it from twelve to what age? 18, 19? Oh we play like we play from uh pretty much the real little east. Um so we yeah. play like a, a pee wee league that is like pretty much five to five years old. Six okay. uh, five to eight. Um, so there's not many player five. Like it, it, it picks up like I mean there's a couple um, start early and then go from there but um the uh yeah we have 100 122 members last year players last year um and that's across like five divisions so that was like yeah. so there's like four youth divisions up to like a an elite league which is your um older teenagers and stuff. um and there are quite a few of them will be playing also in the senior league so that's where our adults and and then players are kind of, again, a mixed, um, they're all mixed leagues right the way through. So mixed age, or not mixed age so much. It's kind of, it is it is age-based, but kind of age and ability-based. Oh, um, I understand, yeah. And then we have, yeah. And, and like with the kids also, like physicality is quite important in hockey. So like we play non-checking because it's mixed and stuff um, and yeah. various other reasons. But the even with even with playing a, a a lighter contact hockey, hockey is a contact sport. So, like when there's, there's a couple of kids, we've had to bump up the league, bump up the table basically into the next league because they're just too big, and too strong. <laughs> they might not necessarily be the most refined on the puck and stuff, but it's like, yeah, you're just too big for those people now. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I hear not. Do any of these kids grow up and play hockey in college, or have they have they advanced? Yeah. Other. Other yeah, absolutely. We've got one guy. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to. I, I spoke over you. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. I'm just saying. Has as like like what is what are some of your graduates? Are they playing in Europe? Are they playing in you know somewhere in Canada, or the U.S.? So yeah, we had um, uh, the first of our like young players to do that was a kid called Malachi Bud. Um, he's he's a cracking young player. Really, really good. He went to play in um, in Utah for the uh, Vernal Oilers. He was there for a season. Um, he's now playing in the UK now while he's doing his um, his uh, like diploma, I think. Um, and he's or his HND, and he's doing. He's now playing for. I want to say Peterborough, but I've got a feeling that's wrong. Okay, uh, look him up. That's really bad. I should know that. I should know that. Um, We've got another couple of kids who are now at uh, university and they're playing in their university teams. 
Um, but Malachi is one of the oldest, and he's um, yeah, no, he's playing like professional hockey now, That's which is um, which is absolutely awesome. So that that can happen. yeah, it's really really cool. Yeah, you could start yeah, off yeah. Playing hockey here, and and then here you are playing, you know, somewhere around the world. So that's uh... absolutely yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I think uh, I can't remember where Vernal, what league that was in. Um, the Vernal Oilers. I think it was a Can Am League. Um, is what it was called. But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I don't know if we, I don't know if any of our players will ever make it to the NHL um, or even the AHL. Who knows? I mean, um, yeah, but, I mean, could, um, could you imagine? Hey, you never yeah, uh, yeah, the Vernal Oilers, uh, U.S. professional, U.S. Premier Hockey League. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, that would yeah. be a great story if you had somebody make the NHL or even the KHL, uh, or even oh, you know, yeah, AHL, ECHL. You know, one of those minor league teams that hey, we're going to play hockey. Exactly. Yeah, this island right uh, off and... the coast of Argentina. <laughs> be totally and, insane. Yeah, this island that, you know, about about years ago, Margaret Thatcher had to send a bunch of warships down here to protect. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now we're playing ice hockey. And now... <laughs> yeah, now we're playing ice hockey. So can you imagine if the Argentine, the Junta Argentinians took over? Y- y'all be playing no hockey there right now. Who knows? Uh, yeah, hey, man. We we actually play um, in our regional tournament in Pedroinas. There's a few teams from, um, there's a team from Rio Grande and a team from uh, a couple of teams from Ushuaia uh, and around about the place. And they quite often come down and compete. And we play with them and, and train with them and stuff. And when we went to Miami the first time, um, we there was an open training like uh, camp beforehand. And we were training, our whole team like, joined in because we're like, well, we need the ice time. We need the ice time. So it was like, we all joined in. And um, it was us and a few of the Colombian, or a lot of the Colombian team and most of the Argentinian team. So there's like these three countries all like, and obviously, you know, hey, we've, we've got history, like the Falklands and Argentina, we do. Um, but like, it just didn't matter at all. No one, no one even like, oh. it, it never came up. Like it was just a thing. We just like, oh, you're from the Falklands, cool. What's that like? And talking about where people were from in, in Buenos Aires and, and places like that. And it was, it's very cool. So like, we've got some, some of my best friends I've made in hockey are from Arena Schwa. Um, oh, and I'm, yeah, oh. keep in touch with them regularly. But, but I mean, I... It's cool. It's a nice, um, it's a great icebreaker and a great leveler playing a game like hockey. Like it's such a close, such a close knit community that it just doesn't, that stuff like that doesn't matter. No, it's, no, it's really no. cool. And, and I'm sure there's probably a generation that doesn't really know about the Falkland war, or is that still kind of in the memory of a lot of people? I uh, know uh, it's, it's, it's pretty prevalent okay. um, in like it's taught in schools and stuff. Like it's same as here, you know, like we all know about it. It's part of our history, fairly recent history and, and it's taught in school. So yeah, I mean, everyone knows about it, but the level of interest is, is, um, is quite varied. Like some are very keen uh, and keen to know what it's like and stuff. Other people are, have quite, can be quite hard line, but that's typically very like, like the number of people here, our age and are like hard line the number is very tiny um but most people are just kind of hey you know they're, they're just trying to pay the bills and make sure they got enough like electricity to to keep the house warm and feed the cat and you know they're just they're doing the stuff like they're not they're not like aliens they're just normal people like the rest of us um it's... we're all just the same so it, it's really nice to meet people without there being that lens of like politics history yeah and we no, just play yeah, the game right. you're here to play it's, hockey it's a great way to yeah 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 because and know, we had some tough games against them like we beat last time i played there uh we played the, the local teams called my and we beat them in the final it was t- 
tight game, really tight. And um, and we all went out like to the bar afterwards. We went out drinking, and I was out till like two in the morning with these guys, and we had an amazing time. We're all like just we we're all swapping shirts and having a great time. We're in this bar and we we're hanging shirts on the roof rafters of this place, and that was awesome. Like we yeah, had no. a wicked time. Yeah, that that sounds like uh, the type of experience you expect from playing in some of these tournaments, especially internationally. So that's great to hear. <laughs> yeah, right. To hear. I, I just have one question. How when does it get dark in the Falkland Islands? It's I'm pitch black. At this time of year. Yeah, this time of year, like ten o'clock. Oh, like yeah, yeah, around ten. I mean, we're at pretty much the the peak of like daylight now. So yeah, I mean, it's only it's only like. Oh, just coming up to eight now. Yeah. So yeah, we've got another like, we've got maybe another hour of pretty good daylight, and then it gets pretty twilighty. Yeah. Um But no, I mean the winter it's dark, you know. Oh yeah. No, like, well it's, it's just kind of. But like, we're not that far away. It's kind of like you know New York City. It probably gets dark around five, and then Indiana. We're sort of yeah. we should be Central Time Zone, but we're East. I don't know why. Uh, we may get okay. dark around nine thirty during the summer, which would be, you know, June and July would be the yeah, like, sort of similar. This the similar thing. So, but uh, yeah, no. yeah, we're probably on about the same. Probably on about the same latitude. I mean, we're the same latitude as um, when Europe is like London's the same latitude as us. So that's like, I guess that's like New England kind of latitude for you guys. Yeah, um, kind of that straight across, awesome. pretty much. It's yeah. always higher than I think. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The East Coast, New England, which is that those six states. Which I, you know, I did a trivia uh, question, and I was with a team of people. I'm the only person who could name the New England states. Nobody knew. It. I'm like, really? You don't know the New England? They're <laughs> all Americans. What's the matter with you? But I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I could. That's like, well, I, I understand you can't, but you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, I could also name the maritime provinces of Canada, which I would expect nobody to know that in the U.S. So, yeah, it's yeah, sure, sure. I've always been fascinated with geography, and I used to study maps as a kid, so I kind of know certain things. And my my dad used to work for Eastern Airlines, so he took me all over the the world. We, you know, oh cool. I did a lot of South American trips where when my brother was younger, he did a lot of Europe and. uh, yeah, mostly European trips. So it's uh, you know, my dad's ninety three. He still wants to travel. He can't move around uh, like he can. Buenos Aires is his favorite city because it reminds him of Europe, but without the price. Uh, he's a big soccer fan. <laughs> I mean, until hockey kind of became one of the most popular sports, football was very much the the popular sport. Um, it's still very popular. There's a good football club here, um, and there's a lot of the very good uh, winter five aside. Um, indoor like fusel type club yeah fusel. so um i should say i should say soccer right because otherwise people are gonna get confused soccer, yeah england's the nation that came up with the word soccer it's not our fault <laughs> yeah it, it isn't they're the ones who call it hey, soccer hey. It's, it's proven okay but yeah we call it yeah it's, okay okay yeah so the way I tell people, like American football, that probably should be that should have been called American rugby, but for some reason we called it football and we called association football soccer. So we got things mixed up. We, yeah, yeah. So, like the NFL should have been the National Rugby League. You know that the the American yeah that would make kind of more sense. 
because that's pretty much rugby and they introduce the forward pass and they hash marks and yards and all that stuff. And they change it to our game. Yeah. Uh, and I always tell kids are always like kids who don't know that are young. What's rugby? It's football with no padding. That's what I tell people. So, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's football, but for people who are totally insane. Right. So, so yeah, um, exactly. so you're saying hockey and soccer, or you're saying hockey is just as popular on the islands with soccer, with participation and it, following. Yeah. I think that now. Yeah, I think so. Certainly with the, I mean, the, the interesting about hockey is like, you can't, like it's so easy to pick up a ball and just kick it around yeah. and play a quick game of soccer. And that's not hard. Um, you know, hockey requires a bit more kind of, you got to get a goal and you've got to have stuff and sticks and pucks and, you know, you got to have the gear. And, and so as we've grown as a club and had more and more people play and other people kind of come into it and then come out and then kind of come back. And so there's more and more people floating around who kind of play a bit of hockey. So we're seeing it more and more like, pick up it, it's certainly by a long way the second most popular sport yeah or possibly weirdly the second most popular sport might be darts darts um, okay. we're very keen on darts oh okay. yeah, it's dark in the winter you know yeah yeah you're, you're at the indoor, bar, you're having a couple pints sport. yeah i can see that yeah 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 darts is very popular i spent a long time when i was younger playing darts <laughs> like wow. this is what you did what about cr- like when cr- i was a kid we all played darts. Yeah. okay what about cricket is that played on the island, yeah, a bit. Um, we've got oh, a cricket okay. club that's getting quite popular. They're, they're just building, along with the National Sports Council, um, they're building uh, the first oval there, first cricket oval. Um, it's popular. Um, lawn bowls, like uh, and the carpet bowls, has become really popular um, as well. So, so yeah, it's, there's, there's quite a lot of sport here. We're we're lucky as a as a like a small isolated nation. We're we're very sporty. Um, I think it's because there's nothing else to do. Like, yeah. what else are we going to do? We're not going to go to the theatre or, like, go to... No, you, we have got a cinema now, um, like, built, like, four years ago. But, like, you know, what else are you going to do? If you're not... If you're not going out, you want something to do, you want to hang out with your friends, but you yeah. want to have an activity, um, and you can't really go and watch sports. So you can't go and, like, go to a football game or go to a no. hockey game or go yeah, to whatever. Right. Um, so you you got to play. <laughs> Yeah, no, that I mean that that's a great way of um, looking at it. Yeah, you're you're involved. It's, you know, like I said, my buddies and I, we play kickball. We'll do that. We might we may play three different nights. Uh, yeah, we may play double headers. Our a, a mat a, our game. Uh, some of us will play uh, flag football, softball, which is baseball with a big ball. Uh, then we play yeah. ball in the winter, which you just throw. You throw a ball at people to try to get them out. That, I think that's going on right now. I have friends who have a league. It should be starting up in an hour. So, uh, yeah, but now, the games, you know, we also have uh, college football. We have the Indianapolis Colts. We have uh, the Indianapolis Pacers, yeah. Indiana Pacers. We have minor league hockey here, so we can also go to events. So could you imagine if you took away all those sporting activities, we'd be playing every night doing something. Yeah, really- and you do, like – we um like in the at the right time of year, like in the winter for us playing hockey, right? So is when we play here and like I'll be playing hockey two or three times a week. My wife plays netball a couple of times a week. I know netball. Um, do, do, do the states, do the no. states play netball? Netball is not popular okay. at all. Uh there may be some niche niche market that plays it. Kind of like handball. There's yeah. a Chicago, there's a place in Chicago. Yeah, kind of. But netball yeah, netball's a, yeah. an odd sport. It's almost like the original rules of basketball with I, I've watched it yeah. a few times. Very much so. 
Yeah. It's very popular in in the UK and here and in Australia and New Zealand. Yes, are very, yeah. very keen on, on uh, netball. It's um yeah, it's I guess a colony thing. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't dig that it probably is a colony thing. Yeah, except um, here. Except the United States, one of the colonies many, many years ago, hundred what, hundred and fifty years ago, <laughs> we we stopped playing. Yeah, but I mean, but you guys you guys famously left. Like yeah. you guys had a fight, you thought about that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The, which is funny here we call it the the <laughs> the american war of independence and then in england it's you know i think they call yeah. it something else it's, it's i don't know i don't know if they make us look as good as you know we yeah do. i've probably spun in a different way you know um, george washington madison yeah. adams jefferson uh, frank and all these founding fathers uh they may not be looked yeah, upon yeah. that nice but you know it's it's odd because Ah. yeah it's yeah eventually you know i mean we could have been like canada we you know we, we could have been had the queen or king on the money and could have uh you know had a you know, probably would have had the same type of accent we have now but it's uh, uh you know and then yeah, we, I yeah. Could, it's, it's, yeah sorry go on. yeah but you know we, we do have you know we do have a lot of american citizens questioning our history as well because it wasn't fair for all of us but uh, my wife included. So, but that that's another argument for another day. <laughs> this is sports topics. So, but yeah, no, this is this has been a yeah, blast. Yeah. I, I had a great time, and you know, every time I get on YouTube, I like to see what the Falkland Islands look like, what to do. I don't know if I'm ever going to make it down there. That's a little bit of because it's about you should. It's how easy is it to like? Where do I fly? I, where, where would I have to fly to Punta Arenas? Is that what we're talking about from yeah if you're flying if you're flying commercially the best way is to come to south america so if you yeah. can get to um santiago in chile is the kind okay. of hub for that and then you get oh, to so pop down to and then okay that's right that's right yeah yeah and then there's a flight to santiago to, the, the flight goes from santiago to punta Arenas, yes. stops for refueling and stuff and then and then comes over okay um, okay but but punta Arenas is worth a visit as well like it's a it's a very cool town oh no 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 yeah no City, I... I should say yeah, no, no, that yeah, that's what people. I was reading something like you can hang out in Punta Arenas for a few days, and that's once a week, correct? That flies in, so you spend a week. In yeah, that's on a Saturday. Okay, and then there's a lot of great. I stuff. mean, there's, there's easy enough stuff to fill a week. Yeah, no, and I a week you. in the Falklands and... is just like nothing. Yeah, no, and there's a lot of great seafood too uh, on the islands that I'm hearing. There is. We have some really good seafood from our deep sea, like fishery stuff. Um, but I think uh, probably, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, probably our biggest thing is like we eat a lot of squid. Squid's up, nice. like calamari. Um, yeah. So if you go to Spain, most of the calamari you eat in Spain will be forking on squid. Really? Okay. Yeah, something like 75% or something insane. Um, it's just Spain? Yeah, or so we got that, a big Spanish fishing. Or is that, okay, Spanish fishing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of the Spanish fishing fleets come here, uh, or there's a Spanish, like, um, they partner with local companies. And then we've got, like, there's quite a big um, Far Eastern market as well in Taiwan. So a lot of Taiwanese squid is from here as well. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Hey, you've got to be famous for something, right? So, no, no, apparently I'll, I'll, I, never, I never knew you guys support, you guys supplied uh, a lot of squid. Anything else you guys supply that I'm not aware of that, that come from the islands? Oh. I mean, I think I think squid and hockey is pretty much the the weirdest yeah. things we do. Nice, um, or the, or the most unexpected, most unexpected, most unexpected. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, 
our uh, we do a lot of, I mean we do farming and stuff as well so we do quite a lot of meat and things so we yeah it's we're, we're gradually diversifying into more and more stuff but um yeah it's it's we're pretty um we, we do a lot of fishing because a lot of our economy is yeah. fishing so um, we spend a lot of time thinking about that and working with that so and tourism of course yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We were just, uh, I was just teaching uh, some of my students about the pros and cons about tourism. And I brought up the Falkland Islands, you know, it's, you get to see someplace new, but then some people, you know, when you visit are like, hey, this is great that people are coming to visit because we make more money and we have hotels and restaurants and, you know, they spend money there. And then, you know, some of the negatives is that you get, you know, you get a lot of people visiting your island and you just want some peace and quiet. So it's uh yeah i mean we can in the town especially like we can have it uh, today there's a fairly big ship in but not massive but it was a couple of thousand people but we've had it before where i mean the population of the town is like three and a half thousand on a good day yeah right on a big day and we've had ten thousand tourists come ashore on a day before ten thousand so it's just like yeah yeah this is before covid but like we get we'll get those numbers again i'm sure but like it's just it's just insane it's like going to Disneyland. You turn up and there's literally people you come out of work and there's people everywhere. And, and then you think it's a theme park. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's just yeah, I'm just telling you, like, you know, the little the little kid in me just that's what I was kind of thinking. Like, hey, it's this island where everybody speaks English. I want to go there, you know. Uh where, yeah, where it's, most, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Well, where do most people come? They come from England or do they come from other parts of South America? uh kind of all over we get quite a lot of english tourists we get quite a lot of german tourists as well um it's all it's all cruise passages so it's all like typically it's older um yeah yeah, it's all cruise ships yeah mostly so that sort of thing so so the kinds of tourists we get are either like cruise passengers and they tend to be older there's quite a lot of chinese quite a lot of japanese quite a lot of of americans and canadians Hmm. um and europeans is probably the other the big part of the mix Quite a few Argentinians as well, um, and Brazilians and stuff um, on the on the on some of the cruise vessels, um, depending on the route they take. Um, but the other side of tourism is like that's the, the there's a kind of real niche um, wildlife photography kind of um, filmmaker type vibe. There's, there's quite that's our kind of other strong kind of eco eco well, kind of um, photography is yeah. the kind of other big one. Yeah, yeah. We ju- I just study that too with the kids and. Uh... You know, we're, I think most of the kids focused on the Brazilian rainforest going to take ecotourism. Nobody said Falkland Islands. I didn't even think yeah. about that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I've been to the rainforest. It's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can hear you. Okay, I hear you. But all right. Well, Sam, I appreciate you coming on. This was a great interview. And uh, it's good to get to nice right. know a little bit about the Hockey Association. Where can people find you if they want to go online just to kind of check things out? So um, our, our hockey uh, webpage is hockey.co.fk. Um, so it's FK at the end um, of Falklands. Um, and on Facebook, we're the Falkland Islands uh, Hockey Association. So if you look up Falkland Islands Hockey, that will come up. Um, and I was about to say uh, what our, tw- our Twitter handle was, and I've now forgotten, okay. uh, <laughs> which is really bad. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Islands Hockey. Um, but if you, again, Falkland Islands Hockey, and you'll find us on pretty much any platform. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you go to if you go to Islanders hockey, you're gonna get the New York Islanders. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Falkland Islands hockey or Falkland hockey. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, good. Let, yeah. let me see. It's, I mean, hey, I, I didn't want to say hockey Island, but uh, yeah, it's called hockey, hockey Island. There we go. Yeah, hockey. I'm gonna follow you right now. I'm gonna do that. So, 
All right. Well, yeah, so well, I'll <laughs> let you enjoy the rest of your day. It's eight ten p.m. right there, so you you still have some sunlight. So, so any plans for <laughs> taking take it easy? Taking it easy with the wife, or yeah, I've got to feed my chickens and uh, do the living the good life. Um, go and water my vegetables. We we live quite. We're very lucky. We have quite a good bit of uh, land in the town, so we've got a little. And a little bit of subsistence stuff going on, which is nice. very common here. Like it's very yeah. popular. Yeah, we do oh, well, grow a lot of stuff. Um, it's popular. It's popular here, but I I can definitely see that being uh being a way of life. Yeah, having a chicken coop and, and getting those fresh eggs and going out to your garden. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds nice. Yeah, all natural, no preservatives. Yeah, it's very it's very zen. Like it gives you um, it's good. Uh, it's all good vibes, you know. And it's yeah. um, hey. There's a lot of there's a lot of kind of bad stuff around uh, globally at the moment. So uh, wherever you can get some good vibes is always okay. uh, <laughs> it's always nice. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck uh, with the association. Uh, when, when you guys get your ring Thank built, you very much. let me know if you want to shoot some videos, put them up on YouTube. Absolutely, that'd be, that'd be great as well. So I appreciate the uh, yeah, comments. definitely. No, we'd love to. All right. Sounds great. All right, Sam. Awesome. That's been wicked, Mark. It was lovely to meet you. And um, yeah, we'll I guess we'll see you around. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hopefully, you around. you'll be down soon. What one day, one day, somebody invited me out to. New <laughs> to I had a I, I had a guest from New Zealand, and we talked about baseball. He wants me to come out there to sing uh, the national anthem, but badly. So he said he'll he'll put me up <laughs> at the ballpark if I can do that. So <laughs> we'll see if that happens. Hey, if you do. If you make it here, you don't have to worry about anywhere to stay. Just give me, give us a call. Okay, right. we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll put you up. Maybe fun. All right, sounds great. Thank you. All right, that was Sam. Actually, I, I just finished about a five-hour conversation with Sam. It is uh, now one o'clock in the morning. No, I'm just kidding. No, I just finished about maybe a twenty-minute conversation with Sam. His uh, younger son came up, was going to bed. It is pitch it's still daylight out there as kids going to bed it's uh 8 30 p.m in the falkland island 6 30 here indiana which is eastern standard time new york city time uh miami time you know boston charlotte um not chicago time so yeah that and his son comes up and he's like daughter i got some nice toothpaste so i found that found that kind of uh Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you, I really enjoy that. I've been trying to get Sam on here for a few months. And finally, after bugging him, I'm not bugging him, just sending him a couple emails, he agreed to come on. Uh, the logo that the, the association uses, probably may have to write a story about that on Stadium Journey. I find that fascinating that here's this dead logo from 2009 was re-Christianed uh, a few years after. Uh, for the league i don't know if it started in i don't know when he, he said the league started in 2006 so i don't know when they adopted the logo but he was wearing the jersey so if you're watching this via facebook i'm sorry via youtube uh, yeah you are um definitely um saw the logo uh so the jersey rock hoppers i, I made some errors i said they play in the federal hockey league they play in the eastern professional hockey league i don't know if that became the federal hockey league i i, I tell you i i remember this league but i don't remember call it being called the eastern professional hockey league so they played with brooklyn danbury and hudson valley and i guess they played only one year i 
you know, and they and like I said, they played at the uh, Richard J. Cody Arena, which held about two thousand five hundred. I want to say that's the practice site for the Devils. Yeah, that's that's a practice site, and yes, it's the South Mountain South Mountain Arena. Okay, so it's not called the South Mountain Arena. Well, you know, that's that's why you're confusing me. And New Jersey actually finished with a thirty-two sixteen. In one record for 66 points, they finished second in the league. Did they Did they win the championship? Yeah, they won the championship. They won the first ever EPHL championship, the 4-1 victory over the Brooklyn Aces at the Aviator Arena in Brooklyn, New York. Jersey prevailed in game three after dropping the first two. So uh, I'll do some research on this league, and I'll, I'll do a little story on it because uh, I like how it's the same exact logo. I was trying to be nice. I'm like, yeah, that looks like uh, the Jersey Rock Hoppers, which how many freaking people know the Jersey Rock Hoppers? Uh, this is why it was picked. The Rock Hoppers name was chosen by the team's owner after name the team contest. Owners decided on an animal uh, name. Co-owner Igor Morchek. I don't know if I'm saying that right. We think that the Rock Hoppers make a nice match and is identifiable with grace agility and aggressive nature compared to other penguins and, and here i am saying that it was named after the rock hopper rock hoppers that were at the zoo i want to say i heard that but i could be wrong so yeah uh, so we'll do some research on the rock hoppers so guys i hope you enjoyed deviating away from baseball today that was about an hour conversation i i I'm kind of following what Ed Rivera does on the Dad Hat Chronicles. He's talking to other people outside of baseball. I do like baseball. This will be the bread and butter. I would say 98% of the time, uh, that's what we'll talk about. But, you know, I can't talk with somebody from the Falkland Islands about baseball because I don't think anybody's playing baseball there. So, for example, right now, if you listen to the Dad Hat Chronicles, he has talked to Marco Myers of the Norfolk, Norfolk Admirals. Falkland Islands, Norfolk Animals. I'm sorry, the Falkland Islands, Norfolk Admirals. Oh, God, tongue twisters. He's also talked to Connor Kilo. I can't pronounce it. Connor Kaloia of the Ford Madison FC. That's a soccer team. And uh, Stephen Shatola of the Jacksonville Sharks, which is an arena football team. Uh, also Austin Bruins. So he's talking to hockey people. I could talk to hockey people, right? Yeah. Who's stopping me? You know, I could do what I want. It's my podcast, not yours, but mine, not yours, but mine. A little Brandy and Monica there from 1998. And then, of course, uh, if you do want to listen to just baseball and baseball only, you can check out Mr. Paul Caputo on Baseball by Design, stories of the minor league logos and nicknames. Uh, Fred Nats is his uh, latest uh, podcast. That's a 58-minute one. Binghamton Rubble Ponies, Greensboro Grasshoppers, Erie Seawolves. And then uh, you can listen to Anna Buckethead podcast. Uh, she does baseball as well. I don't think she does anything uh, outside of baseball. Um, I can't tell you uh, exactly what, I don't know, what, what's Anna doing? Hey, well, I, I can't tell you. I don't have that information in front of me. Uh, let's see. Anna Bucketheads, baseball Bucketheads. I'm typing this as we go. Buckethead Baseball. You can go to her website. That's not Buckethead. Something else. Why can't I call this? Hold on. Baseball in Greenland? Okay, maybe that's a future. 
Maybe I'm spelling it wrong. Bucket heads. Oh my goodness, why is this so difficult to find on? Oh, here it is, Anna. Anna, okay, I found her Twitter page. Baseball bucket list. Okay, I'm doing bucket heads. People that listen to are the bucket heads, but it's not called. It's the baseball bucket. Baseball bucket list. Uh, she's talking to Jeremy uh, Kindman on McGuire's 70th uh, home run. Uh, she's also planning a tour to Alaska. I don't know if I'm going to do that. It's going to be, I don't know if I, yeah, it's going to be a lot of money. I'm cheap. Uh, she also talks to Tom Geary, uh, pick up baseball, old Yankee stadium and being Scotty small. So she's talking to the actor who played uh, smalls from uh, the Sandlot. So that should be fun. I may listen to that after this show. So uh, in order for me to do that, I'm just going to have to say goodbye. Yeah. She talks to smalls, you know, he's from Trent, New Jersey. Cool. All right. Hey, guys, I'm going to listen to that podcast. You should do as well. You can also listen to my other podcast. You can listen to them on any baseball podcast or any podcast aggregator. Just type in uh, Ballpark Hunter podcast and you'll find it. So until next time, my friends, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Check out my stories on the new improved stadium journey and check me out on YouTube. I'm up to uh, one and a half thousand subscribers exciting times and i'm monetized so i'm making like a robust 16 bucks right now so uh i need more people to check out my stuff so guys take it easy and uh stay safe hope you enjoy this week's episode we'll see you next week same time same channel adios guys <laughs>